and the mouse keep running, running, and 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 running, Everybody and welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast episode 147. And it's just going to be me by my lonesome tonight, but I'm only going to be talking one book. We'll treat this as a extra spotlight this episode. We're going to be back tomorrow, Tuesday night for me and Brandon to have our regular show. It's not Brandon's fault. He may be drunk. It is Monday. I mean, Monday in Buffalo. What, what does that mean? I mean, Buffalo, that's in Canada, right? Canada. Uh, I ended up having a, a medical emergency at the house that ended up detaining me for a while. Everything's fine, so don't worry about that. But I ended up getting home near midnight. The witching hour was upon us, and Brandon was in bed. By then, he has to get up early. And so I figured what I'll do is have a one-issue episode here. We will get the numbering back in line where I do the odd number shows, Brandon and me do the even. And while that seems very trivial to some, it means a lot to me and my OCD. So it'll be a great thing. We can get everything back in order. And I get to talk about a book I love. And I get to talk a little extra about it since it is the only one we'll talk about. But I want to tell you where you can find us first before we jump into it. You can go over to the Twitters and find us at WS Marvel Comics. You can also go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, where we review almost every issue each and every week. Most of the reviews dropping 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday, New Comic Book Day. But Marvel does give us a list that if we like an issue, we can put it up early on Tuesday morning. And I think that there will be some. And I do hope that one of them is the Star Wars Bounty Hunter number one. I am not doing the review. Andy is, but I'm telling you, he loves it. And I love it. I already did read it i may do a video review of it which leads me to our next thing which is i am doing a lot more videos over at our youtube channel that's a combined channel it's a comics channel marvel and dc and others we like both kinds uh, of music country and western so if you go over to there you can see a bunch of reviews i have some previews up as well video stuff that is Basically, you can go to the show notes and click on the link. Or if you go to YouTube, you can search by Weird Science Comics. And if you go there, uh, I'd appreciate it if you subscribe. That'd be awesome, and I'd owe you big. But if you want to owe us big, you can go over to the Patreon and support us for this podcast and all the other things that we do, including the DC Comics podcast. And that is patreon.com slash weird science, where if you go each level that you go up, you get more and more shows. There's a ton of shows. Sometimes people say there's too many shows, and that might be true. It may be not get doing our best interest to have almost 30 extra episodes a month, but that's kind of, I, I feel guilty asking people for money and not giving them some bang for their buck. So that's why we do that. I do a lot of shows myself, but some with Brandon, including the weekly comic spotlight, the Marvel comic spotlight where we do two books every wednesday night me and brandon get together it's usually two books about an hour 
We just talk about the books, and they are picked by the bad butts of the Fresh Start crew, Beep Boop, and this week they picked pretty good ones. Strange Academy number one, which I adored, I thought was great. Also, Spider-Man Noir number one, which I am a huge fan of Juan Ferrero, who does the art, and I remain a huge fan because the art's incredible. I hope that the story hits me a little more as we go on, but it was a nice setup. It was a nice number one, and the art is great. But we're here to talk about a book that I think is always great. And really, uh, it's one of those. You can always tell when I like a book because I don't normally go out of my way to stress that people should read something. That is a very personal thing to me. I hate to have the idea that I tell somebody to read something they don't like things as much as me or whatever, and then they blame me for wasting money, which I know is tough to come by nowadays and every day. So I rarely will go out on a full limb and say, you have to read this book. People are listening right now that I have told them personally, you have to read this book and say, you don't read this book. You ain't no friend of mine is what I sing to them. And then they say, why why are you singing? Because I didn't ask you to sing to me. I just want a suggestion for a book. And I say, excuse me. See, that's how it rolls. These are the jokes. But yes, uh, this is one of those books. Daredevil is a book that I will go out on any limb and I'll jump off the limb to tell people you have to read it. And it should be read by more people. It amazes me that it's not doing as well as, say, an Immortal Hulk. And you may think that I'm nutso. I'm not. I am not nutso. I am telling the truth. You stop that. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Yeah, I think it's the best book at Marvel. I really do. And being that said, it's the best book in comics right now. It's written by Chip Zdarsky, art by Marco Cacetto. He is back. I don't want to diss Jorge Fornes. It's just not my style. And I think it's one of those things where if you have a book, you have a team that you love, you're going to think of that team as the team. And it's Chip Zdarsky, Marco Cacetto on this book is who I think, who I want, who I wish. And so when you have Jorge Fornes, it's it's tough for him to come in because, you know, I can only love one artist, right? I can't love two. Uh, but yes, you also have Colors by Matea Iancano and all the way down there. And I still don't know why VC's Clayton Cowles gets dissed so much. I blame more of VC. Than Clayton himself. Clayton seems like a good guy. I think VC is the one who's rubbing people wrong. Put him all the way down underneath the title of this issue, Inferno Part 1. Let's have a little recap. Daredevil's in trouble. Oh, he is. Recently, an order was issued by the governor's office directing police precincts in Hell's Kitchen not to respond to crimes in progress. With Electra by his side, Daredevil confronted the governor, who revealed that he'd been pressured into giving the order by two of his largest donors, the Stromwins, who are just jerks, a pair of ultra-rich jerk siblings intent on increasing crime in the neighborhood as part of their real jerk estate jerk scheme. Emboldened by the timidity of the neighborhood's police, a gang war is broken out between the Owl and the Libruses, a criminal family a daredevil recently became entangled with after he started smooching with the wife of one of the family's underbosses. As the city descends into chaos, Detective Cole North is the only officer in his precinct willing to disobey orders and put his life on the line. And this, as a platoon of violent supervillains, has arrived in Hell's Kitchens with orders to burn it to the ground. And yeah, you end up where a bunch of heavy hitters has come to town with a few days to thrill. 
And like that says, they are not. And it's stressed in the issue, even though one person doesn't like to follow rules. But they are there to cause damage. They are there to cause the most damage to Hell's Kitchen in the least amount of time and just make it an inferno, burn it to the ground. Also, I mean, there's there's more to just you can have anybody go in and knock down a building. Right. This could be somebody that just has a, a wrecking ball. I think Miley Cyrus could go in there wrecking ball and the place up. But you go with these guys. It also adds that bit of fear on top and that craziness. I mean, this ends up being crazy because it's crossbones, bullseye, stiltman, bullet, rhino, and, and even like a rhino there. It, Rhino's been pretty good lately. And he even kind of spells it out. He's not a bad, bad guy. He's just a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Is he evil? I don't know. But you have other guys there like a bullseye. And I don't know how you could ever hire bullseye and think that he's going to keep the killing to a minimal. That That's his thing. I mean, killing is his business. And to him, business is always good. And so just having there, it's, like it's, the it's crazy. I know he does. And so... You have all this going down. Now, in the meantime, the other bit of setup it, to me that's real important is Cole, Cole North, who I love. And he ended up, you have a lot of dirty cops. You have a lot of dirty things going on in the kitchen. You have Owsley paying off almost half of the whole precinct there, making them do this, that, go after Daredevil. Don't go after Daredevil. Don't go in the Hell's Kitchen. But this whole Hell's Kitchen thing. Uh, is even keeping the good cops from going in. And the good cops, it's one of those things where Cole goes in in a great moment in last issue where he goes into you know, the, the precinct and says to everybody, listen, I, I know you guys are good cops. You guys aren't the bad cops. The, the dirty cops, they're out shooting pool or something what dirty cops do, you know, that sort of thing. You're not them. But by following the order that you know is wrong, and not going into Hell's Kitchen right now, you're just stupid because you're now bad cops and you're not even getting paid. I mean, you're not even benefiting for doing this order that you know you shouldn't follow. So who's with me? It does get people inspired. They go and head there. So you do have some people going in, which does end up causing more problems at, at a point. I mean, you end up having these villains that they're there to cause damage, you throw the cops in there, and now you are adding gasoline to the fire, but you kind of have to do it. I mean, you can't just let them just go. So you're there to try to help. Now, in the meantime, with all of this going down, with this whole series involving Matt not wanting to be Daredevil, now, again, he has not given up on the kitchen. He's given up on being Daredevil because of his guilt. He ended up killing a guy. He came back too soon he ended up killing somebody and the guilt of that he wants to and in his mind he wants to be something better something bigger he thinks that he's on his game right now but he's not daredevil now the problem is the people in hell's kitchen they end up needing a daredevil that is their symbol that is their it's their savior but more their heart in my mind this is what hell's kitchen is you can't have hell's kitchen without daredevil if he's going to go away if he's dead, if he retired, if he just abandoned them, then there you go because Daredevil lives. You can't have Daredevil gone, so a lot of people have taken up the mantle. Now, a lot of comics will play this. You end up where you even have, you know, the 
the war for the, the battle for the cow. Something like, you know, when you have Batman going, oh, we're going to have uh, Dick Grayson fight that. No, no, no. This is just normal people because Chip Zdarsky does a very good job of showing you that the hero or at least the you know the the thing that everybody's inspired by yes the people of hell's kitchen are inspired by daredevil but everybody's inspired by hell's kitchen they are there they're in for hell's kitchen and that's where i think that the the big thing is in this series you've had it back and forth with the idea the people who are there for the kitchen versus the people who are there to take advantage of the kitchen one of them being owsley he and one of them being hammerhead he he dead as far as we know and because he ended up going to the kitchen and not caring about it and that is a big thing here so you end up having it and it is funny because you have the stromwins who are trying to do just this you know a real estate scam they're trying to destroy hell's kitchen so that everybody moves out so they can move grab every building you know gentrify you know all of a sudden you end up having things worth and and to them they don't need the money but this is an easy in for them because of Daredevil not being there as well. So they could just go in. They're going to increase the rent. They're going to increase the real estate prices, then probably sell and then leave. They don't care. They don't care what anything about Hell's Kitchen, but they never counted on the fact that the people of Hell's Kitchen are more than just, you know, people are just going to turn around and run. And they're not. They're going to take up arms and really take up the mantle of Daredevil Problem is, up until this point, a lot of them who have done that have gotten into a lot of hot water, and that's only fighting gangsters. That's fighting local thugs. That's fighting, you know, th- that's not fighting a bullseye. That That is stepping up, and that's too much. That is way over anybody's pay grade but Matt. There is nobody there that should be fighting bullseye but Matt, and yet you're going to have our man Hector and Hector already got captured. If you remember, he was the daredevil. It seems that was captured in daredevil number 12 and he had to get saved by Matt and foggy. And so he shouldn't be getting on the costume when there is all hell breaking loose in hell's kitchen. But that's what you do. And he ends up, he, it's a cool scene where he's looking out the window. He sees an explosion. His old dad's like, what the heck is that Hector? Ah, don't worry, Pops. It's just some construction. I think Miley Cyrus got that wrecking ball down there. And I hate that Miley Cyrus. And then he started yelling at clouds and stuff. So that's where Hector had an out. He got the he got on the costume and left. Well, we end up seeing also that while all the shooting explosions are going on down in Hell's Kitchen, everybody's trying to help each other. You end up having a guy trying to help a lady with a baby. She goes and grabs he goes and tries to protect this lady with the baby. And you can't expect Bullseye to go into Hell's Kitchen and do property damage without some of the killings. That's what he likes. I don't know if you've heard this. I like the killing. Yes. He likes the killing. He ends up killing this guy, shoots him right in the head, and then says where Bullet yells at him, what the hell are you doing? You know, we're we're supposed to have minimal casualties. And he's like, the lady, she she was going to throw the baby at me. I hate babies. So I have to shoot the guy. To get her scared. It makes no sense. And it's not supposed to. He's nuts. That's the thing. He's bullseye. So now he's killing people. As he's saying this, he gets tackled by Daredevil. Eh, no, Daredevil, it's Hector. It's Hector Daredevil. Again, I said, this is way above his pay grade. This is a guy who is in junior high 
JV baseball fighting a major league Hall of Famer. I mean, this is it's nonsense. It's complete nonsense. Normally, in a lot of comics, what you would have is this villain would slap the the guy, pretend to be Daredevil, knock him out, say something along the lines of like, you know, come back to me when you grow up, son. Boom. And not here because Bullseye, he, he kills him. He ends up killing him, it seems. And before he does end up dying, Matt goes and kind of talks to him, you know, as he's saying his last breath. And then Matt kind of gets a little bit of his costume this guy's getting, but we're not there yet. When we have here, and, and I'm telling you, through this issue, I'm talking about this issue. It's crazy. It, it, it is crazy. There are, uh, Hell's Kitchen's on fire. You end up having all these villains. And again, it, just as we're doing this, I just want to mention. The villains, again, because it's Crossbones, Bullseye, Stiltman, Bullet, Rhino, crazy villains. They're doing all their things. You have Cole goes in and says, uh, call to arms and pretty much laying down the gauntlet to these police. Listen, are you with me or you're not? There's a lot of people that are putting their lives and their careers on the line going in there. Crazy. You end up having all these people with their cosplay daredevil things going. They're crazy. It's nowhere near the craziest thing that happens in this issue. There is a thing that happens in this issue that is so crazy on top. It's the cherry on top of this not-so-crazy cake, and I love it. And, and that's the thing. This is where I'm begging people to read it and why I think it hits so well. Any other time that we have an issue like this or a series, there are I, – I, I could sit here and count them. I'm not good with numbers. I, I really hear – I'll count Zero. now. Point zero. Okay, so I can't count. I'm not good. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. There's at least seven trillion loose threads in this. There are at least 532 plot lines going out right now in this book. You have never heard me complain there's too much going on. And I will complain other books that have three things. There is a thing that gets added in that it's so cool because you know that it will be getting some time. It will develop. The pacing in this book, I don't even know how it's impeccable in my mind because you get enough of each thing every time, then maybe you won't see Cole for a little. But when he comes back, his things have evolved a little even behind the scenes. So you end up going. And then other things will have evolved that involve him. But he wasn't there yet. But he, everybody, it's a living, breathing thing. And it really works out well. So I'll never say, oh, man, you know, there's something else going. And, and we have a bunch of books now at DC. I mean, just as an example, the Young Justice book where you keep adding things, but you're never getting answers. I mean, we're getting answers and adding things that give you more questions, but also answers around the way in a backdoor way. I don't even know how it's done. But yeah, that's just me getting excited about something that's coming up later. So please get this book. Uh, They end up where Cole and Matt find out that there's trouble in the kitchen. They go And as they get there, there is a blockade, not letting anybody in. And this is something different where Cole even says something's wrong, real wrong, because, yeah, there's an order for the police not to go into the kitchen to to go with any crime. But they they haven't cordoned off, you know, regular people, citizens, regular. They are letting they're not letting anybody in. Something's going on. And when they realize that Matt tells Cole to step on it and it's like. 
you know, they're like Starsky and Hutch here. They go through, smash through the barricade, and they go in. And as this is going on, then you do see that old Hector Daredevil, he's in trouble. But also you see Janet, another Daredevil that we saw earlier, a woman who had put on the costume earlier in the series, way early. Uh, She ends up grabbing it. Her husband's telling her, you know, hey, get away from the door. Let's, you know, let's get out of here. Let's go in the basement. Let's hide until this goes over. Somebody else will deal with it kind of thing. And she's like, no, no, no. I'm going to do something again. This is the heart. This is what Matt had inspired. We're seeing a lot of the inspiration that Matt as Daredevil has given. The problem is it's now being left to people that shouldn't be doing what they're doing because Matt has abandoned them in name. He's trying to be better, but there is no Daredevil for them to know or see. So they're going to take it to the streets themselves And so we do see that. And there's a cool little thing here. And I don't know if it's supposed to be, you know, kind of hinting back at something. But if it is, I give it to Chip Zdarsky because at one point you end up having Bullseye. He seems to have, you know, pretty much have given the death blow to Hector. Hector will live long enough for Matt to come and talk to him and possibly get a little mask from him. But You end up where Bullseye looks and it's like everybody is showing up and they're all, not all, but most are dressed as Daredevil. And Marco Cacetto does a great job here because where he says, and again, it might be a script thing as well. I don't know how things go that way. I don't know the back doorways, but it's such a walk of, you know, there's so many different people. There's a guy in a suit. There's the Lady Janet we just saw. There's a guy, you know. There with a baseball bat. There's a guy. So it's really cool how you're seeing that it's not just, you know, this sort of person or that. There's an old guy. Uh, there's a young guy. There's a young lady. There, you know, he inspired everyone, everyone there, and they're all there. And it's a pretty cool deal. And where it reminds me of where Bullseye kind of gets excited. It's like, oh man, I like killing daredevils. Everybody's a daredevil. And there is the issue Daredevil 169. Back in the day where Bullseye ended up having a brain tumor and one of the things that ended up happening, he had hallucinations and he ended up seeing everybody as Daredevil. And I had just read that issue. It's just kind of a synergy thing with me. And so there may not be that connection. I hope there was because it's so cool. Um, But yeah, there's Bullseye. He's like, I love killing the Daredevils and this is going to be awesome. But even when he says to Hector, he stabs him in the gut. and He says to him like, Hey, man, good job. You're now in the big leagues. You're legit. You're fighting Daredevil's top baddie. This is awesome. He kind of gets him, slashes him, and then you end up with Hector, and he's a bad butt. And he's like, get the F out of my neighborhood. And you just have those eyes, sure. And then just stabs him through, and he seems to be dying. Uh, But, yeah, all these people are showing up as Daredevils. I think it's really cool. In the meantime, Owsley's just watching this. He is, like they say, he's not fiddling while Rome burns. He's dancing a jig, jumping up in the air, and maybe playing the harmonica as Hell's Kitchen is burning. He loves it, and he's just like, this is the best. And he spells out why, because the bad cops that are on the take from him, they're not there, so they're still alive. All the good ones... That he couldn't get to They're all getting killed now It's so good for him Plus 
He wants to destroy Hell's Kitchen too. His is more personal with the Libris family and his own personal gain. He's not really a Stromwin thing, and he's got to watch out too because they're definitely going to kill him if he goes too far with his nonsense. And then you have, again, these are the threads. You have Kingpin, which we'll get to in a minute. But yeah, all these things are going on. You end up having Cole and Matt get into the kitchen and end up crashing right into Stiltman in a bad butt way. Stiltman looks very imposing, very threatening. This is not just a joke here. They end up almost dying, both of them. Matt gets thrown out. He better wear a seatbelt next time. Uh, They both survive, obviously, and then they just get out of the car. Cole just starts wrecking house. Uh, He ends up just punching uh, a bullet right in the face, I believe is who he gets, and while Crossbones is punching people, everybody's fighting. And so at this point, even Crossbones says, like, you didn't have to come after me. I was just causing damage, but now I'm going to have to beat you up. This one guy had a bat that was going to hit him. But while this is (laughs) there's so much going on, while this is all going on, you end up then going off to the church where we had Sister Elizabeth. We had her, that is the nun, who ended up being Matt's connection in the church. He kept going. And if you remember the last time we saw her, Matt went and said to her when he was trying to make everything, he was trying to make amends to everybody. He was trying to make things right. He ended up trying to call Mindy Libris and say, you know, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have gotten involved with you. I messed you up. I won't bother you anymore. That's when he finds out that Mindy's daughter was kidnapped and started a lot of all this nonsense that we get to here. But also he went to Sister Elizabeth in the church and said, I'm not going to be coming by anymore. It's not that, you know, you're you're helping me. I appreciate that. But I'm a target and I can't explain everything. But if I'm here eventually things are going to go bad. And it's almost like Matt was even saying he's not toxic, but he's a toxic presence because you're always going to have somebody after him. And there's a good chance that some innocent people would die because of that. So he ends up saying, Hey, I can't be here now. She acted weird. And if you go back, I said it on the podcast that something was up. Something was different with her. And we see what it was here. Uh, But there's so many other things going on. But Rhino goes to the church. And Rhino, again, he's not a cold-blooded killer. He even says, listen, I'm only paid here to wreck things. I'm paid to run into things. Pretty much, Juggernaut was not available. So they got me. I'm going to run in the buildings. I am going to wreck your church. I don't like to do it, but this is what I'm getting paid for. But I don't want you guys to get hurt. Everybody, I'll be back in five minutes. I'm going to wreck the church in five minutes. Get out of there, please, so I don't hurt you and just let me wreck it. And so you end up having him go. And then you have in the church, a priest goes up. Oh, Sister Elizabeth, what's going on? She says, hey, uh. He said, we got to get out. We got to evacuate. So you kind of have that where she's going to evacuate the church. We'll see what goes on. Then we go off the kingpin who is just watching just the destruction. And at this point, the city is on fire. And you get to see here how important and how big and rich and manipulative and controlling that the strong ones are. Because it goes beyond just police not going into Hell's Kitchen now. This is a huge thing happening in New York City. Yet throughout all of this, there is not a mention on TV. Every time a tweet goes out, it gets squashed immediately. 
And everybody knows. I mean, if somebody looks at somebody wrong, you got 18 freaking tweets and a new Taylor Swift song, right? And that's not happening. Taylor Swift's just sitting in her pool. She ain't doing nothing because word is not getting out here. And so you end up seeing what's going on. And it just ends up where Leslie's like, yeah, uh, Hell's Kitchen's being destroyed systematically by the Stromwinds, sir. I'm sorry. And you have Kingpin just looking. And again, this is where you are getting to the nitty gritty of there's a daredevil, Matt Murdock. Here is Wilson Fisk, Kingpin. But as men, they are both being destroyed by the strong ones. Something has to be done. You, You can't just sit there and like, well, I was Kingpin and I killed a guy and then I got in trouble, all that. It's getting to the point where that's not gonna matter. Uh, and unfortunately for Matt, it's going to matter in a different way because he does find Hector. Hector is dying. You do see everybody else. And through the narration of Matt, where he sees that these people are fighting, they're helping, they're healing. You see a guy trying to resuscitate a guy, but they are all inspired by Daredevil. They are all there doing this. Because that's what Daredevil would do, and he's Hell's Kitchen, and we're going to be that. Matt realizes it, and it's one of those things where you do have over at, if you want to kind of have, people are going to laugh because it's not as good as this, but the Rick Grayson Nightwing book over at DC has a very similar and almost got to the theme of, if I'm not going to be Nightwing, somebody else is going to be and they're going to die. It doesn't seem like they want to go that step further. They don't. DC either is not allowing that step. The writers aren't allowing it. Dan Jurgens on it now, and so it's taken too long. It's going this. The pacing great, and you see, you see people dying, and they're dying not just because Matt isn't Daredevil. That is one of the biggest things of why they're doing right now, but they're, they're dying because they love Hell's Kitchen and will do anything to protect it. And and they will use the symbol of Daredevil to do that. And Matt is, feels like he's abandoned them now. And again, you end up where Matt stops because of one death. And now there's other deaths going. But it's not just because he's not Daredevil. It's because it's it almost seems like he lost his focus on what was the most important thing and all that. And he's getting it back. Unfortunately, it seems like Hector's death has to be part of that. He ends up taking off matt takes off his almost like zorro mask i like to say and he ends up trying to stop the bleeding on hector with that it doesn't work but you end up having matt saying you know i tainted it the daredevil deal and they took it back it was bigger than me it always was bigger than me they carried my burden my sins but they shouldn't have to and it's it's a real real strong thing going on now all this is going on i'm even even reading this this is the weirdest thing i'm getting a little choked up and this is just a matt murdoch talking about being daredevil this isn't somebody you know a kid that yeah hector's dying but it's not the typical emotional deal the emotions are from the whole series of matt trying to do good trying to do something better and realizing that he Needed to remember what he was supposed to be. But you go off to Sister Elizabeth, who's lighting candles and says, you know, we have to leave the church. You know, the, this rhino, he's going to destroy it in 10 minutes. And you end up like the, the priest is like, oh, where can we even go? It's a war zone out there. There's nowhere to go. And now all of a sudden, 
<laughs> Sister Elizabeth's like, I, I, I know this now. I remember. He, he placed me here. Thought it was best. Oh my! Ah! She starts laughing, and these kind, and, and it's typhoid Mary is who Sister. She was always typhoid Mary where she's there. And if you don't know, she does have split personality. So she ended up being the Sister Elizabeth there. Where now this all the stuff going on, everything that's happening, it has triggered the typhoid Mary personality in her to come, and immediately she's typhoid Mary now. There's a a thing, too, in this that, again, if you know Typhoid Mary, one of the things that somebody might be saying, well, Matt knows Typhoid Mary, and he should know her, so when he was talking to her, he'd recognize her, but that's the thing. It it has been a thing where, because of the split personality and the different personalities are so different that she even has a different heartbeat, she has everything different, so Matt would have had no idea, no idea at all. But we'll have to see when she says, he put me here. He thought it'd be better. We'll have to see if it was, in fact, Matt. And that's why he was going there. Well, we'll have to see that. But you end up having them in the church. Rhino's going to be showing up in a minute. But we end the issue. And again, this is such a good issue. And I hope that you don't get annoyed with me, you know, going over the top of how much I love it. But I do. Uh, You end up where Bullseye. He's walking down the street. He's got his knife and he's like, oh, good. Uh, you know, God, really? Is there no F and N to these fake daredevils? And he ends up and it's just him on the panel. And he throws the knife at whoever it is. And the person catches it and says, not fake Lester, just daredevil. And it's Matt with Hector's mask on with a bolo sticker, a night stick. Now he has that knife. And he looks bad, but he's ready to kick butt. It's awesome. You end up having the next issue. Looks like there is Fisk fighting and Matt. Like I said, I think that it gets down to, you know, what makes them and what's more important to them over anything else. We'll see. Uh, Pretty good. And, yeah, you have an issue where I uh, end up reading a bunch of things this week. And there was one in particular with DC. I won't even mention it, but it was Strange Adventures that every time I read it, I liked it a little less. I'd always see something else to kind of nitpick. And that's the problem. Sometimes when you have to read these issues multiple times for a podcast, it's not you reading it because you love it. It, You're reading it because you want to be able to talk about it. And especially if you review it on a site, then you do a video and all these things. So you're going to go through these a bunch of times. You're trying to look at it critically and you start picking it apart a little more. And sometimes you end up not liking the issue as much. And I'll even equate it to if you read the first issue of Thor where Donny Cates said that he loves comics, but writing comics and Chip Zdarsky might say it, though I think he has a ball. But when you write something, but it's the same as when you're trying to do these things and have a pie. It, it ends up where a lot of times you're not enjoying the comics like you used to. You're not enjoying it for enjoyment's sake. Uh, this issue I could read every time and enjoy it so much. It, it's not a chore. Uh, I like it more each time. Every time. Eventually, if I read this five more times, it's going to be a 12 out of 10 for crying out loud. And then I lose all my credibility. So thanks, Chip Zdarsky. But I love it. I'm going to give it a nine five. Uh, I, I, I could, I could go even higher. It's just that you do end up having a lot of things happening in the middle stanza of their actions. You end up and the typhoid Mary shows up, but you do end up Matt 
becoming kind of Daredevil again with the mask. But we're going to wait to see that next. We end up having Rhino saying, I'm going to destroy the church. We haven't seen that. You end up having Cole. He's fighting some guys. He kind of goes. So everything is going. It's the first issue of an arc. So and but it's great. It is. It's nine five. And I'm so glad Marco Cicchetto's back on the book because art's great. It fits the story. It fits everything so well. I like everything about it. So uh that's that. And I I just I, I do love it, but I hope that you didn't mind me talking, you know, thirty five plus minutes about one book. Uh we we do that over at the DC side of things a lot, but that's usually me and Eric. Uh, it's tougher to talk about it yourself, but not when I'm talking about this book. So I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it gets you through your work day a little more if you're listening to it there or whatnot. That'd be nice. You can forget about all these flus and things like that because that's why I like to read comics and I hope that that's why you like to listen to me read comics is basically what this is which is wacky in and of itself but thanks everybody I hope you enjoyed it and again check out our stuff we have the Twitter WS Marvel Comics we end up having the website Weird Science Marvel Comics I'm trying to do a lot more videos and I think I'm going to do a video of Daredevil before Wednesday. I'm going to try to. That and Black Cat, two books that I really like. Uh, but that is Weird Science Comics. Again, all these will be in the show notes. If you go over there and subscribe, that'd be awesome. We end up having a Patreon as well to support us to make this uh, more legit to our spouses. So I can say, I have to record tonight, honey. I'm getting paid. And that's the best, right? Uh, and that is at patreon.com slash weird science. And believe me, I do have to justify this a lot of times. So that is that. Thanks, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. Me and Brandon will be back tomorrow if you're listening to this as we progress. But we'll have a show right after the other. So we'll be talking about a couple books there. We have some mail. And we might even do something a little, uh, you know, deal. I, I might talk to me and uh me and Eric did it on the DC Comics podcast where we talked about our $25 pull list where we have to decide if we only had $25 for a month, what books would we pull and kind of debate that and have some fun with that. I think we might do that tomorrow. Brandon has no idea we're going to do it. I hope that he's listening to this. Now he knows, but we might do that. So thanks, everybody, and I'll talk to you later.